0: What's going on guys? Uh, Welcome to the, we're doing a combo episode here of the week 15 results and the week 16 matchups since there's not much left here in terms of uh, relevant matchups here. Uh, It's me and Garrett again tonight so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, We'll start with Garrett's (laughs) matchup here. Um, on Garrett's side here, you know, Brady with another letdown game, especially in a good spot. We were hyping him up last week. Uh, Hopkins, you know, been going off all season. has been really clutch. Um, A.B. kind of had a letdown game, but he got a touchdown. Uh, Keenan Allen was really a killer on um, Thursday night with Keenan Allen putting 0-0 and Damian Williams putting up 30. Uh, I don't think anybody expected it to be kind of this big of a blowout here in uh, Garrett's favor. Uh, Barkley didn't do a lot for probably the first time all season. Samuel's actually – really performed. Uh, Ertz was a big letdown too. A lot of big name players didn't do a lot this week, but uh, you know Garrett's 130 was still the highest in the uh, playoffs just because a lot of the uh, action this week went to kind of no-name guys. Um, Garrett, do you have anything to add on your side before you break down Andrews?
1: Yeah, it was really just the result of Hopkins' <coughs> number one score of the week. Um, I definitely didn't see such a bad game from Ertz. I think I mean, obviously you never predict injury, but I didn't expect a whole lot from AB. I actually saw it as a bad spot for Barkley too, but um, as you mentioned, Jan Samuels really came through and, uh, you know, just got a little bit luck. You know, people made fun of me for Greg the leg, but he was pretty high scoring this week for 12 points. So it's pretty crucial.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Do you want to take Andrew's side?
1: Yep. Uh, You know, as been the case most of the season that Breeze and Thomas Stack is kind of way it lives and dies by. Usually has Ingram in there as well, put in Michelle. Wouldn't have really done a whole lot for him even though Michelle kind of underperformed in what's looking more like a Patriots backfield with you know, Burkhead back and Devlin getting some carries and obviously James White getting <laughs> all that even work. Uh, T.Y. Hilton predictably, it wasn't really, didn't look too limited, but against that Cowboy offense, or Cowboy defense, even in a blow, couldn't really get a whole lot going. Uh, you mentioned Damian Williams being really the kind of breakout, or I don't know if it's breakout, but it just seems like any back in that Andy Reid system has the potential for a 30 any given week. Um, yeah, Stephon definitely. Diggs, as usual, doing his thing. But, you know, I don't really know if he could have saved himself with any particular play off his bench, even with two empty bench spots. But uh, Vernon Davis, kind of a questionable plug-and-play in that Skins offense without Jordan Reed, but just the Breeze-Thomas deck really let him down.
0: Yeah, I mean, most of his, or really all of his big-name players let him down. Amari didn't do anything. Diggs had an okay game. Um, You know, Diggs and kind of A.B. had pretty much the same stat line, or actually the exact same stat line now that I'm looking at it. Um, You know, so just kind of a letdown, like we said, from all these – big-name guys here, but you were just able to kind of squeak out enough in a really shitty week all around for fantasy. Uh, Do you have anything further to add there?
1: Not too much. I mean, I kind of regret not playing Marlon Mack over Reynolds, but who would have thought to play him against Dallas?
0: Right, definitely not. All right, well, we can move on. then we got David versus Manny. The shit-talker has fallen. David... Knocked out of first-place contention here by Manny in just a battle of shit scores this week. Uh, Dave's side here, you know, Luck was a letdown. Schuster was a letdown. Godwin was a goose egg. Deshaun Hamilton continues to be usable in Emmanuel Sanders' uh, place there with his PPR floor. Uh, Zeke actually, Zeke and McCaffrey did actually pretty well compared to the rest of the uh, fantasy landscape this week, but, uh, or this past weekend. Uh, Jared Cook, you know, a down game. It's not surprising to see out of him, and Breida did all right, but just really tough scores all over outside of that running back core, um, which has really just been the only reliable points on David's team all year. Um, what do you think on his side?
1: Yeah, it really looked more like the receivers of the first two weeks for David than the receivers of the past couple of weeks with Juju being really held up in that really surprisingly low-scoring New England matchup. Uh, you mentioned Godwin putting up a goose egg against Cleveland. I mean, I'm not saying I would have seen it coming, but I probably – I know it's tough to see with Doug Baldwin being healthy or not. But
0: You mean against Baltimore, not against Cleveland?
1: Oh, Baltimore. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but, like I said, no way to tell if Baldwin is healthy early in the morning. And, you know, they're running back floor, Breda, Zeke, Mack, doing everything they can. But another zero out of Maher. And then also questioning playing the Rams defense against Philly – yeah, uh, the wide wide receivers and Andrew Luck actually was really the story too.
0: Right, definitely it just kind of a big letdown all over the place outside of the running backs. Uh, do you want to break down your dad's side? Surprised he's not on the podcast tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's doing some work, but uh, kind of like my matchup, no one really expected him to win with both Aaron Jones and Frank Gore going down the first quarter. Of both of their matchups combining for less than three points total. Didn't really seem like there was a way out, but. Uh, Foles has proven to have a really good connection with Alshon Jeffrey uh, more so than Ertz obviously had a pretty big game more like the games you saw in the middle of the season with Wentz Edelman you know really consistent with his between 15-20 points about every week and hit right in the middle there with 16 Sean Watts had a pretty big you know relatively big game against the Jets as far as the quarterback landscape goes this week and Kelsey even with a down week was enough to kind of push him over the edge
0: Yeah, 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 just enough out of everybody. Um, Really tough to see with those two guys going down, but nice to see somebody actually win despite having such bad luck there in the injury department. We've just seen shit going down all year. And, again, with Manny having Odell and Spencer Ware also both going down, uh, it's good to see him still pull out the win there. Um, All right, if you're good with that, we will move on to the Toilet Bowl matchups. We got Kurt versus Jay here. Um, A decent week out of Kurt, but just not enough. Another pretty close matchup, less than 16-point margin. Uh, On Kurt's side, you know, we questioned the Baker play against Denver. That didn't turn out to work too well. Evans against Baltimore actually had a pretty solid game, you know, better than most receivers do against them. Uh, Golden Tate kind of without Wentz and that connection that they built up went back to being pretty irrelevant. Jarvis Landry went back to not doing a whole lot. Gus Edwards, we were questioning what he would be doing, what his workload would be this week, but uh, he put up a really solid game. Uh, Elijah McGuire also put up a pretty good game, uh, especially considering all the uh, performances we saw last week by big-name players, like we keep mentioning. uh, Uzama against Oakland, Uh, you know, the one catch they gave up to him was a big one, but he didn't really get targeted much outside of that. And then Crowder went back to being relevant. Uh, You know, the big scores out of Kurtz's team were really his – kicker in D, but it just wasn't enough against Jay. Uh, Do you have anything to add on Kurt's side?
1: Yeah, that was his pickup of the year. Fairbrand was my kicker for a while with Zerline out and that Texans offense just really has a lot of trouble in the red zone. So, it was a pretty you know, obviously he's not going to get 15 plus every week, but he gets pretty much double digits almost every week, so good pickup for both defense and kicker. Too little, too late for Kurt.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, what do you think of Jay's side?
1: Pretty similar. Too little, too late for the running back department with Jay. Derrick Henry coming on the final two weeks of the season. uh, Obviously, in a kind of plus matchup against the Giants, but he had a really big week. Uh, The trade with Kirk continuing to honk her with Mixon going off for 27. Uh, Corey Davis kind of questionably having a pretty slow game. Uh, they've kind of reverted more to a running team in Tennessee. Uh, and then, you know, his receivers just have pretty safe floors. Adams with 20, Cooks is about 12, Rivers is always a solid play. Uh, tight end's always been an area of concern for Jay. You really hope to see Brady do more, but against against Baltimore <laughs> it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really nothing else he could have done lineup-wise, but just yeah. too little no. too late from both of the teams.
0: Right. No, I agree. Um, I was just looking. I don't even believe Derek Henry actually has 11 rushing touchdowns on the season. I mean, yeah. I, know, I know he's had a couple of big, you know, blow up games the past couple of weeks, but I didn't realize even before that four touchdown game, I think he had five. Like it's just because he outside of that really hasn't done anything. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, that's pretty solid total. Um, all right.
1: It's um, going to trick Jay into
0: paying 40 for him next year, too. Uh, he's probably going to pay 50 for him next year. This, I mean, this is, you saw what he did at the end of last year.
1: This is <laughs> it. <laughs> this is the year.
0: All right. And then we got James versus Hop next. Just another close matchup with pretty shitty scores. Um, you know, less than nine-point difference here. James aside, Mahomes, you know, a down game for him, but still, you know, pretty solid floor there. Galladay had a really good game. Uh, We didn't think he would against, you know, Tredavious White and just being the only guy there, but he managed to come out with 146 yards. Uh, Amendola hasn't – or, sorry, I should say Dan Dola hasn't been doing really a whole lot this year. Um, Robert Woods continues just to be a super safe play. David Johnson didn't do everything we thought he would do against Atlanta, but he still put up a good score. Uh, Doug Martin didn't do much. Bronk went back to just being a shitty player for some reason. And Kenyon Drake didn't get his double lateral touchdown. So Mm -hmm. against Minnesota, he wasn't able to really put up much. But again, it was just enough with shitty scores out of both teams. Uh, What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing with this matchup is the kind of slow, not decline, but just kind of regression back to like a wide receiver two numbers for Adam Thielen. He hasn't really touched 20 besides one week since week eight. And it's just kind of the worst timing for Hop with a receiver who was on historic base. of the first eight weeks to kind of just be fairly average. These past couple of weeks, um, Gurley obviously still doing MVP numbers. Josh Gordon for as much as Hop has hyped him up really hasn't been a, you know, much more than wide receiver two for the better part of half of the year. Allen Robinson's has been disappointment as well, kind of limited to like a 15-point ceiling, which isn't what you want to see out of that. Um, I'm not sure. Did Ebron get hurt in the middle of that game or no?
0: Uh, I'm only not sure. I, t- I mean,
1: they they were mainly running it in that game, but 1.8 is kind of embarrassing out of that. When he's right. only, When he's the only tight end without Doyle. But his waiver pickup, Dante Pettis worked out, so at least something went well for Austin.
0: Um. Yeah, he definitely got hurt in the middle of the game by the looks of the write-up from this game. But, yep, yeah, I agree. Uh, Hop can't even win the toilet bowl even though he's still the best player in the league. Um,
1: but do you yeah. know who would have saved Hop?
0: Oh, is it Peyton Barber? It's Peyton Barber.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if he would have played him, obviously Kenneth Dixon looked to be in a really great spot. I think one of us picked him for pick of the week against Tampa. Might have been me. But... uh Yeah, Peyton Barber ran wild against Baltimore, which is crazy.
0: Man, all our shit talk and trash talk got to him.
1: (laughs) And he just didn't start him, but he had 85 yards in a score and would have put him over the edge.
0: Wow, that's rough, but I don't feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, then we can move on to the uh, winners here. First up, we'll do – do you want to do the consolation first and then do the championship matchup? to finish it
1: out yeah I'll
0: do the consolation first alright well for the toilet bowl title title of the best turn we got a fitting matchup of James versus Jay kind of tough you know two really opposite teams here where James' team started off really hot and then kind of failed out and then Jay's team started off really shitty and kind of picked up you know too late to save his team um, but on James' side here, he's got Mahomes against Seattle. They've actually still been a really good defense uh, against the pass, even though they lost pretty much everybody in the Legion and Boom. Uh, Golladay against Minnesota is going to be tough if you see Xavier Rhodes and if he's working with uh, an injury there. Dan Dole against Jacksonville is not a good bet. Robert Woods, I'm um, not really worried about him. Like he's, I've said over and over, he's been the safest receiver in the league. He'll He runs a lot of his routes out of the slot, especially – uh, has been seen an increase out of the slot ever since Cooper Cup went down, so I think he'll avoid a lot of Patrick Peterson. Um, also with Brandon Cooks on the other side. Uh, David Johnson against the Rams is kind of a toss-up. I think he'll get a, a lot of receptions because Arizona's going to get down quick. Um, but you know, So he has a safe floor, but I don't know if he doesn't get a couple touchdowns how big of a blow-up game he could have there. Uh, Doug Martin against Denver is not a good bet at all. I'd imagine he'll switch somebody out there, but who knows? Um, and then Gronk against Buffalo. Um, Buffalo has actually been a really tough matchup against fantasy tight ends. They give up the second fewest uh, fantasy points to the tight end position. So with him you know, not really producing like his old self lately, I don't think he'll really be that reliable, unfortunately. But, I mean, you kind of have to play him. And then Kenyon Drake against the Jags. Um, not the best bet, but I mean, he's super athletic. He can always break off a long touchdown. Um, I would consider playing Josh Adams against Houston over him, but they also have been a really good run D. So, what do you think on James' side?
1: I think it's, he's got some tough starts at decisions because, like you said, Dan Dull versus Jacksonville or Tyrell Williams against Baltimore. But I feel like if Keenan Allen doesn't play, you almost have to go with Tyrell Williams, no?
0: Probably, yeah. I definitely over Dan Am yeah.
1: And then you mentioned Kenyon Drake. No Frank Gore, so it's gonna be that'd be an interesting flex matchup between him and Kalen Balage.
0: Right. Yeah, and Balage is a pretty explosive guy, so he could see some more carries there too.
1: Yeah, but you never really know with the Miami running backs.
0: <sighs> I know, that's a headache.
1: On Jay's side, you know, obviously a really safe receiving core, uh, Brandon Cooks. Interesting matchup with Brian Cooks and Robert Woods on either side. Like you said, just depends on who has the misfortune going up against Patrick Peterson. Um, Devontae Adams, really safe floor, really, you know, high, high volume target, even without any of run game. He's been shown to be matchup proof. Uh, just looking at it now, it looks like Cooks actually did a ton against Arizona in their first matchup. And it looks like Robert Woods was the one who saw a little bit of Patrick Pearson. So we'll see if that continues to hold. Uh, Joe Mixon, Jay Smart's move this season against Cleveland. Uh, Going to be tough to see. Cleveland's defense actually hasn't been terrible, but it's just hard to rely on that Bengals offense and what might be a pretty low scoring game. But I think he's safe for at least 15. Um, Derrick Henry, lays breakout, I think, continues against Washington. Uh, their defense has just been kind of downtrending for the better half of the last season better half of the second part of the season Braid, I'm not sure if you'd go with Braid or just try and pick up another tight end off waivers because Dallas is probably not the matchup you want to see with them yeah,
0: yeah, that's a tough one i you have to see what's on the wire, there's probably not a whole lot
1: yeah, and then a really good play with Cleveland against Cincinnati as a defense, I think I just want to notice that
0: Yeah, no, I think that'll be good. I think Lutz against Pittsburgh, if that's a shootout, um, you know, at home, I think both offenses will probably put up a good amount of points, so you could definitely see 12 to 15 on him with relative ease. Um, But, yeah, no, I agree. Um, All right, and we can move on to the important matchup here we got. Uh, Third place, third
1: place first.
0: Oh, I forget about those losers. (laughs) <laughs> All right, third place. David is the
1: best fantasy player there is. I don't
0: yeah. know if you remember that. All right, we'll talk about it. So we got David versus Andrew for third place here. Uh, on Dave's side, Andrew Luck has been kind of a letdown after having a really consistent season. Uh, I think Juju at New Orleans is going to have a really solid game. Um, you know, he They've been playing James Washington on the outside a little bit more and putting Juju in the slot, and that's New Orleans by far their worst defensive point, I think, on their entire defense. Uh, So I would expect him to have a really solid game. Deshaun Hamilton against Oakland, I think, probably has a good 10-point floor. Um, Just depends how much, you know, they need him. But I think Oakland's offense has been putting up enough points lately that they'll keep it competitive. Uh, So I wouldn't be surprised to see him catch a touchdown, too. Uh, Baldwin against Kansas City, it just kind of depends on his health. Um, But I think he's a good bet. I mean, Russell Wilson's been crazy efficient, and it should be. A relatively high-scoring game there, so I can see him getting good points. Zeke against Tampa Bay should just continue to trample over people. McCaffrey against Atlanta, probably the best matchup you could ask for for him outside of Kansas City. I mean, Atlanta is horrible, historically horrible, against pass-catching running backs, and McCaffrey's one of the best at it. Um, So I could easily see a 40-point game out of him. Um, Cook against Denver, um, you know, he's been – up and down all season. I mean, despite being more consistent than most seasons, he's still been up and down. Um, so he's either going to get four or 15. Um, and then Breida against Chicago, I would avoid at all costs. Um, what do you think?
1: Just a quick question. What do you think of McCaffrey? You mentioned his pass-catching ability with no Cam Newton.
0: I think they'll probably be behind. And whoever's – what is it, Heineke or whoever is the backup, he'll probably need to dump it off a lot, you know. Yeah, with true. no 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 Greg Olson there either, just to check down to, yeah. and McCaffrey does a lot of those little five yard out routes.
1: Yeah, I guess you might be able to see more screens and stuff. You just wonder about like the timing and little stuff like that.
0: Right. Yeah. So I mean, maybe his scoring upside isn't as big in terms of touchdowns, but I think he'll get a easy ten receptions, honestly.
1: But even with the rushing, like a lot of the stuff they do is a read option, just kind of like running cam off misdirection stuff. Right. But we'll see. They'll probably do like more. Yeah. 100. Yeah,
0: it's probably more significant for his floor than his ceiling. I mean, like I said, I think he'll get eight to ten catches, like, with ease. You know, just they'll need him. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, yeah. What do you think Andrew said?
1: Uh, Andrew side, fortunate for him, the Breeze Thomas stack this week is going to be in, knock on wood, most definitely a shootout with Pittsburgh at home for New Orleans. They've played way better at home than on the road, as they have done in past years kind of showing up late the season here. Uh so that should be pre-safe floor. I would even say Thomas is liable for another like hovering around thirty point game against Pittsburgh secondary, if New Orleans can protect Drew Brees. TY Hilton against the Giants. Colts are in a must-win game. Giants secondary's been okay, but with the Colts at home, I think if he's healthy, he's got a pretty safe floor of about twelve to fourteen. Cooper against Tampa one of the worst secondaries in the league. But like you said, just depends on how much they really need him. If it it could be just like a Zeke ball control type of game there, Sonny Michelle against Buffalo is kind of curious. Cause like we've talked about before, it's just like more of a timeshare than anyone would realize there. And last time they played Buffalo, he was inactive. So it just can depend on he do you think he's more just touchdown dependent now because he's kind of been phased out of the passing game or do you think he's like, you know, more usable than just touchdown dependency?
0: Um, I think he's definitely a lot more touchdown dependent, which sucks because they like James Devlin on the one yard line. You know, I think he's just kind of the between the twenties rusher kind of like a, well, Garrett Blunt without goal line work, which isn't great. Um, you know, I honestly I think he'd be better off playing Ingram against Pittsburgh. I mean, they've had a really solid run defense, but Ingram has a much better bet, in my opinion, for getting a touchdown than Sony Michelle.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, Safan Diggs against Detroit probably going to light him up. I think Vikings have to win this game, too. And uh, last time, Diggs was injured. So I, I, I would imagine they'd put Slay on Thielen, but. I'm not too sure. Maybe it'd be Diggs. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's really been the big question all year with those two guys is who's going to get the best coverage. But um, either way, I think he's he has one of the safer floors in the league. Um, so I don't expect a letdown game from him.
1: And Damian Williams, I'm curious to see if Spencer Ware is healthy after that kind of game. Do you think they still go with Williams? Do they go back to Ware? What do you think?
0: I don't know. I mean, they – Ever since benching Ware for – or not benching Ware, since the injury, they have been really hesitant to give him a big workload. You know, they didn't give him a whole lot in his first game without Kareem. And, you know, Damian Williams is a pretty talented guy, so I I could easily see him, you know, them just going hot hand right now um, and just kind of seeing what they have with him too because they can afford to lose the game. It's not a big deal really.
1: That's true. And then I think he's obviously going to switch in – the Chicago defense against San Francisco, which I think could be uh, another top two 15 plus type of week for them.
0: Right. oh yeah, I could easily see that. All right, well now we'll move on to the final matchup here. Uh, we got you versus dad here. Uh, ridiculous projection difference right now. Um, you're at 163 to his 122. that'll obviously change as you've got some injuries here. It's a really tough time or obviously the worst time of the season to possibly get injuries. Um, But, you know, you got Lamar Jackson against the Chargers. Uh, I mean, he's got a really solid rushing floor. Uh, His passing is going to be a little bit questionable against their solid secondary and with some significant pass rush with uh, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa there. Um, But I think, again, he's got a safe floor. He's not going to let you down. And that's kind of what you need with a team that's stacked with this many stars. Uh, Hopkins against Philly is going to destroy him. Nobody can cover him, even if they had somebody who could and they don't. Uh, A.B. against New Orleans, he will see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore. Um, but they, New Orleans has moved Lattimore around to whoever has kind of been blowing up, like we saw them do with Calvin Ridley. So I can see Juju just decimating them in the first half and then A.B. kind of being left alone a little bit. So I think there's going to be points for everybody in that game. Uh, Keenan Allen against Baltimore, it's a really bad matchup and not a matchup you want to go into injured. Um, you know, he's on track to play right now, so you got to hope he will, but you're really just hoping for, you know, six catches for 70 yards from him and to kind of get out of there alive. Um, and anything else is just upside, uh, Barkley against Indiana should feast James Connors. He's saying he's not going to play this week. So that's tough. You got to find uh, a replacement there probably. Well, I guess I'm going to say you'll put Mac in his place against the giants, which is a pretty great matchup. Uh, so really, the biggest question mark is Ertz and whether or not he's going to play. Um, I mean, if he plays, he's been arguably the best tight end all year. Um, so it's just kind of you have to wait and see there. Uh, do you have anything to add?
1: Yeah, I guess the injuries are the biggest concern. I'm not too worried about Ertz, and he has a pre-dream matchup against the Texans, who've been a great defense to ever against everything except for the tight end. Um, but I think if Connor doesn't play, I'll move Mac up. And then maybe flex uh, Jamal Williams.
0: Yeah, that'd be not the worst play. And I'm sure it's uh, kind of the dagger in the heart there to your dad to have you play Jamal Williams against him (laughs) after he hoarded the entire
1: Green Bay backfield all year. Yeah, he bet everything, or he put put in the waiver bid for all of his budget left, but someone had $46 left and decided to outbid him.
0: Oh, you're a cruel man. Uh, and the James Conner thing just, it, it's so stupid what these coaches do. I mean, anybody who watched the game where he got injured, he couldn't even put his foot down on the field. Then they come out and say it's just a bruise, and he'll be back soon. And then two weeks later, it's a high ankle sprain. It's just, who do you think you're fooling? Anybody who saw the tapes saw he couldn't put his foot down, don't come out there like he's a fucking miracle healer. Yeah, are just uh,
1: trying to be stupid in the directions.
0: Apparently, the guy at work was also telling me that Melvin Gordon did some interview, saying where he literally said like, "I I don't believe I'm from this earth. I heal faster than <laughs> I, I heal faster than other men. I'll be fine to play like
1: next week. <laughs> like literally, like, fucking ridiculous. One too many concussions for Melvin.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably. All right, you can break down your dad's side here.
1: Uh, my dad, definitely injuries are another story for him this week. Um... I think he has some pretty good matchups though. Deshaun Watson against Philly. Probably going to want to stamp them out to try and get that uh, first round by in the playoffs for Houston. Edelman against Buffalo. I mean, he put up, he was actually the only receiver who did well against them in their first matchup. 10 targets, 9 catches, 100 yards. So, pretty much more of the same from Brady's safety blanket. Jeffrey against Houston. Pretty tough matchup pass rush-wise and secondary-wise now, but like you mentioned, I think Foles just trusts him a lot more than Hurts, and especially if Hurts is hurt, I think he has a really good shot to go off. Uh, third receiver, though, is kind of questionable with some new going against Carolina. I mean, it's a pretty plus matchup, but there's just a lot of mouths to beat that offense. Spencer Ware, we mentioned kind of like how much will his work will it be if he's healthy with Damian Williams there now, even against Seattle, which is not the best matchup for them. And then his second running back, he's really grasping straws here with the Garibaldi. (laughs) Yeah. Not too sure what he's doing, but I'm not going to help him.
0: I'd rather honestly play Latavius Murray against Detroit. They don't have a good run D, and he's a good bet to get a goal line work.
1: Yeah, well, don't tell him that. (laughs) Uh, And then Kelsey, obviously, top two tight end probably this week at Seattle and then flexing. And a lot of it actually depends on if Odell's healthy or not, because if he can right. put in Odell and then keep just one of Copper Snoo I think his potential goes infinitely up.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we definitely have the uh, advantage here.
1: Alright, um, next we'll move on
0: to waiver pickups here. We got Mike Williams for 21 bucks, and and Jamal Williams for 21 bucks, also both to Garrett are clearly the big pickups here. Uh, I think Mike Williams, if Keenan Allen doesn't play, is a really solid start. I mean, he's their big red zone guy, and they've been using him, you know, for big plays between the 20s as well. And then Jamal Williams uh, with Aaron Jones on IR, I think, could be a really solid play. So, yeah, good good pickups there by the guy hoarding all his money because he just <laughs> trade raped everybody. <laughs>
1: I think you know, right. it's also important to shout out Kurt making his most waiver pickups all year in a week where he's not even playing. <laughs> Nicely done.
0: Yep, yep. Well, that's how the shit goes. Um, Kaelin Balazs, you know, with Frank Gore and IR, I think he's, you know, a decent play. Um, but Jay's going for the toy bowl, and he's that's kind of a gamble if he starts him. But Jay likes to fuck around with his running backs, so I could see that. Um, outside of that, C.J. Anderson signed to the Rams. Um, I I don't know if he's going to get the bulk of the carries or if he's going to back up John Kelly. Um, I'd imagine John Kelly gets most of the work this week just with C.J. Anderson just being signed, but running back is pretty easy to slot right in for. Um, Outside of that, nothing really sticks out to me. What about you?
1: Yeah, just the Cleveland defense again. I'm kind of upset that I didn't realize that they were available because they're probably going to be a top three defense this week.
0: Yeah, well, it sucks for you. Yeah. I don't have any sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, now we'll finish it off. We'll just quickly give our picks for each of these matchups. Um, we'll start off with James versus Jay in the toilet bowl. Um, I think I am going to give it to James. I think Jay, Dang. some of his g- gamble players... Aren't going to pay off like Belage. Brate's probably going to have a down week. I think Derrick Henry might be, you know, a trap game for him. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give James my confidence that he can come back and rescue his team from ultimate embarrassment, even though he has really questionable receivers. I'm gonna go. Actually, no, You know what? Actually, now that I'm looking at it, I changed my mind, yeah. and I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jay here. Uh, maybe I won't even edit it out. I'm sorry, James. I wanted to believe in you, but. There's just too many weak points here with guys that might not play, and in, uh, in terms of your receivers. Whereas Jay, even if Derrick Henry and those guys disappoint, I think uh, between Devontae Adams, Cooks, and Lockett, he's got some real good potential. And Goff's probably gonna slice up Arizona. Um, I-, I wanted to, I wanted to believe in James, but I got to give it to Jay.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, just looking across at the matchups, just like Adams infinitely better than Golday, Cooks infinitely better than. Dola and Lock and Woods could be a push and outside of that's pretty much favoring Jay so I think it's going to go Jay in like a 150 to 115 type game
0: yeah yeah I still don't see Jay's like those gamble players really like blowing up but I think he's just got a safe floor um, and I think Derrick Henry is a good bet for 15 to 20 I just don't know if he can put up another 40 pointer
1: yeah. I mean um, we look at Lockett's pro- I think Lockett's gonna exceed his projection for sure against
0: Ken. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, like I said, I, I couldn't I couldn't stick with James. I, I wanted to, but I can't. All right, next we'll do the third place matchup here, David versus Andrew. Um you know, I I think with David's running back matchups here, I think he's gonna get a really solid floor if he subs Brea out. Um his receivers aren't the best, but I think they have really good matchups. Um, and then this is this is like the toughest one to pick out of the, like the whole season too. Here, like this is tough. Some really, yeah,
1: kind of the inverse yeah. of each team structure, really.
0: Right, right. The solid receivers. Uh, I feel like in teams like this, if they're pretty much equal, I gotta go with the team with the stronger running backs because they're just so much safer. So I'm gonna have to give it to David's team.
1: I'm actually going to go with Andrew's team. I think that Thomas has no one who can hang with him Pittsburgh. the Orleans is going to have a bounce-back game at home. I think you don't
0: that, think Joe Hayden will give him any trouble?
1: No, I don't. I think that will be just a really big bounce-back game for them. They need a kind of momentum game going to the playoffs. I think T.Y. Hilton will carve up the Giants. I think, you know, depending on game script, Amari Cooper could even have like a down game which I don't think he will, but I think his floor is actually probably 12 to 15, but his ceiling could be 30-plus. Yeah. I agree. um, I don't love his running backs, but I also think Diggs has probably a 30-point ceiling as well this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, Breeze and Thomas have been down the past three weeks, but they've been on the road all three games. So now back at home, I think they're going to try and make a statement here. Yep. I think. So uh, I could see it going either way. Um, I just like to rely on the running backs here. Receivers burn me too many times this season.
1: I could see it like 165 to like 150, though, like really cl- pretty close.
0: Right. I don't expect it to be a blowout either way. All right. And then the final matchup here. Uh, I mean, I got to give it to your side, even with your injuries and, you know, probably having to move James Conner out. I just think you have too much of an advantage to confidently pick anybody but you.
1: Yeah, I don't think picking against myself in the championship is a good idea. But uh, I'm going to go with myself. I think there's nothing else I could do to improve this team, and if I lose, then fuck me.
0: Yep, I mean, you really did all you could do, and now it just comes down to the worst part of fantasy, which is luck. All the luck. Well, it depends who you are, the best or the worst. It depends if you're Manny or you. (laughs) You (laughs) That's true. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, I think that about does it, unless I'm forgetting anything. Mm, no, I don't think so. Well, all right. Well, good luck to everybody who's playing this week. Good luck to you, Garrett. Um, regardless, it's there's going to be some money in the Guillen household. <laughs> um, so well, congratulations to both of you. And we'll see you guys on Tuesday to probably it'll be the final episode of the season discuss the results and who I'm going to give this money that I may or may not have already spent (laughs) to.
1: Thanks everyone for your early Christmas gifts to me and my family.
0: (laughs) All right, see you guys later.